dogs give me the look. <laughs> Boom. Hey, Greg, how's it going today? Good. How you doing? Well rested, back from vacation, ready to rock and roll. Sweet. Yeah, thanks for doing that uh, that show while you were on vacation last week. That was great. No problem. It was good to get out of the sun for a minute, you know, baking in the in the heat. <laughs> Wait, now, where, where were you again? Maine. Maine. Oh, yeah, it's Maine. a state in the north, upper northeast. Yep. It's the, for those out of the, the country. Of the yeah. states, right? It's a it's very great state. Top. A lot of yeah, it's it's a huge state, huge. Um, but you know, very nice. Lots of uh, nice beaches and nice people. So good time. Sweet. Yeah. Cool. So Rap Weaver Eight launch. Uh, did you get a lot uh, unindated with support requests or at all, or did, from your end, did it go pretty smooth? Yeah, pretty pretty smooth. Um, people are, people have been publishing with it. Uh, had one person who have issues with rapid weaver not chili dog so i think they're working through rapid weaver support with that um yeah it's been pretty been pretty quiet over here how about you yeah everything's been pretty flawless actually uh, in terms of my products and working with rapid weaver 8 um i don't think i've had a single issue where people have had you know um issues with anything with rapid weaver 8 which kind of makes sense because you know really it's the same version of stacks right so i wouldn't expect it to behave any differently um, in Rap Weaver 8. So, uh, yeah, everything was really smooth. And all in all, even outside of my stuff, I think the the launch was definitely a huge success, right? So, yeah. And, and last it, Friday, it, on Friday, we had a uh, the most epic hangout I've ever had. Like, it was pretty amazing. Um, yeah, I, uh, I was pretty blown away. I didn't even know what to do. So we had, like, we had over 100 people try to attend. I hit the 100-person limit on a hangout. So I don't even know how many people tr- couldn't get in. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was pretty nuts. We had a hundred people, um, and it was pretty much all of them stayed for, I, I pretty much went on for like two hours on rap. We were eight and almost everybody stayed the entire time. And if someone left, like someone came in and filled it, filled in their spot, right? It was, it was like over, you know, at a hundred people for like almost two hours straight. It was nuts. Yeah. I'm hoping to bounce in there this Friday, but I got to see where my schedule is. So cool. hopefully I'll make an appearance. Say hi. Sweet. I, I don't know if we'll get the same turnout, obviously this weekend, but um, you know, this Friday, oh. but, uh, hopefully. well, if I show up, I'm sure. <laughs> hey, there we go. There we go. There we go. <laughs> um, I, I actually, I, tonight I have to, I have to do the, I recorded it. So I have to edit that and uh, try to get that on. I told everyone, get that out this week. And it's tomorrow's Thursday. Like, where did this week go? I don't even know, man. Whew. I know. I'm, I have. I spent a little work time on the vacation. Oh yeah. Fluffing up some form plus features, and I'm like, I got to get it out. Got to get it out. And it's already Wednesday. I'm like, oh, I'm like 99 percent there. You just got to do the last bit. You know, it's that last last touch. Just got to find the time. So. Oh, so you were you were reading actual books on vacation? Wow. No, no, I was working oh. on Forms Plus. <laughs> Forms Plus. I thought you said book time. Okay, got it. Sorry. No, no. No, I got sick on vacation, so that's what my vacation was full of, oh, being sick. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah, the baby got sick, then got everybody else sick, so. That's how the cookie crumbles. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, chasing after her, still a good time, though, but he spent it sick. 
Yeah. So in today's episode, Greg, we're going to be talking about HT access, right? And, um, you know, we thought we'd pick one of the little features in Rapweaver 8 and, uh, and kind of elaborate on that. So, uh, you know, Rapweaver 8 has the new uh, ability to edit your HT access file on your server. So uh, we thought we'd, we'd do a show on HT access files and all the cool, wicked stuff you could do with them. Joe, what's an HT access file? Oh, Greg, that is a... Fantastic question. So everyone, an HT access file is a, it's a text file that lives at the very root of your website. Well, most of the time it's at the root of your website, right? And its name is dot, it has to start with a dot, dot HT access. And essentially, um, well, you do have to run it in Apache web server. And um, most, I assume most everyone here that's listening to this is probably running in an Apache web server. And it is a file specific for Apache that allows you, basically gives your web server rules um, that it follows before processing basically every single request, right? And it could be everything from redirects to security to how to serve up a particular file type, right? We're going to be going into all the nitty gritty, um, you know, throughout the show. Um, But did I get everything right, Greg? Um, I'll I'll elaborate on two things. One the dot makes it a hidden file. So if you're viewing it in your FTP application or in the control panel file manager, you have to make sure view hidden files is enabled so that you can actually see it. Otherwise you may not see it. If it doesn't exist, if it's not there, it is safe to create it. Just name it access. Don't use a, I would not recommend using any kind of standard text editor to, to edit this. I wouldn't use text edit. I would use an application like BB, BB edit, which has a free version now, VS code, something like that to edit it because text edit on the Mac will add special characters, which will break your site. So don't do that. The other point is the HT access is like, is a runtime configuration change for the server. So it lets you modify certain things on your site at runtime, which means when it's live on the fly, right? So every request gets all these rules and, and uh, things applied and it looks at the actual request and makes modifications. So we could do a ton of stuff like Joe is and hopefully you'll learn, learn a few tricks that you didn't know that you could actually do with these, with these uh, very powerful files. Sweet. Yes. Good, good point on the dot. It makes it a hidden file. So like if you were to download that file to your Mac, all of a sudden you look for it in finder, you will not see it. Right. So yeah. Um, yep. Good trick up there. And hey, Greg, I, uh, a, a little birdie told me that, uh, you're loving VS code now, huh? Uh, yeah. Oh, um, I'm ashamed, but oh. you know, Hey, I love actually- it too. I love it too. Yeah, I haven't I haven't tried open a uh, couple hundred megabyte file in it yet, like I like I can with BB Edit. Yep. So we'll see after after that. I, it will not perform like it does in BB Edit, but everything uh, else about it is great. Okay, all right, good to know. Okay, why, why don't you kick us off? What's your what's what's your first tip that you kind of want to go over in uh, with HT Access files? Oh, that's a tough one. Do I do do you do optimization? Do you do security? Uh, let's, we'll start with, we'll start with something that, that isn't obvious. We'll do, we'll do security. So I knew you were going to pick that. You're, you love your security. I, like I, I do, it. I do, I do, <laughs> I do. Optimiz- optimization is easy. Security is hard. I have to say, okay, like 
to get Total CMS to work properly, um, like the current version on Chili, like I had to work hard to get it to work on Chili Dog, man. That was hard. And I have to say, version two, I, I it is working beautifully. So um cool. while while I while I hackle you about that, it's good because it makes all of us better, right? Yes, yes. And um I could tell you it's it's you know, obviously working together makes that easier so we can, you know, figure out how to get it done right. But there's a lot of places where you go and you won't have that kind of support and everything will be, everything will be 10 times harder. <laughs> I have to say part part of my, we're going off on a little tangent, but it's okay. Part of my complete, the reason I completely started from scratch with Total CMS is is to get, is to properly work with uh, the high security standards of chili dog hosting because uh the this i was not happy with the workarounds that i had to implement for version one to get it working and uh in and uh so i completely scrapped it all that's why i started from scratch and uh yeah we're good to go so anyway yeah it's 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 definitely one of those things where you'll pay 10 times more later if you screw it up you know All you need is that customer email that their site got hacked. <laughs> no, I understand. Yep, totally. So, yeah. So I, sorry, I, I, I ruined your flow. Go for it. Security, HT access. Um. Oh yes. <laughs> HT access. So you could do some nifty, nifty things with HT access. One such thing is is blocking what I, call, I like to call bad bots or bad actors, people who are scanning your site, making malicious requests. This happens all the time. Um, it's I'm not even exaggerating, but especially with WordPress sites is, you know, there's tons of known Word, WordPress vulnerabilities, for instance, and, um, you know, they'll submit contact forms with, you know, populate the contact form data and submit that automatically like a robot, you know, they'll, they'll try to access files on your site as if it was like a WordPress site and try to, you know, hack stuff. They'll submit stuff to PHP scripts and, you know, see what happens. Um, so, you know, I usually put in my HD access, a little, it's called a, it's, it's published by Perish, perishable press or who I forget. I'm sorry. It's the yeah, WordPress uh, 6G firewall. It's not really a firewall per se in the traditional sense, and but it blocks bad bots and a handful, a good collection of bad you know requests and bad posts to your site. So instantly, you're filtering out all this bad traffic from showing up in your logs and scanning your site, getting spammed and all that junk. So that's my first tip. Sorry, my wife walked by. She's making me laugh. That's not cool. I, I'm live on a podcast, and my wife's making me laugh. Like, so, uh, bad actors totally agree. I never want Dolph Lundgren visiting my website at all. Bad pun. Bad pun. <laughs> now, you didn't hear it, but I had the boom ching in there as well. I had to throw that in there. Uh, I had that time. Okay. Yeah, the timed. Okay. <laughs> I think okay. that was more of a wet wah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so 
Yes. Uh, good things. Uh, your firewall. That's actually really interesting. Everyone, I'll make sure we throw that link in the show notes. So if you want to check out that, that, um, uh, yeah. So my next thing, let's see, I'm going to do sort of the, um, I'll do the more, I'll, I'm going to start off with the most obvious thing that a lot of users are going to want to use HT access files for. And that is caching or redirects. Oh, I was trying to. Okay. I I think that's probably the most common thing that people are going to use it for. Um, And a, I I've already, I already help a lot of people out with that because of total CMS because we do redirects for um, a perfect example is um, in a blog, you know, you're going to have by default in a blog, you're going to have question mark permalink equals, you know, and then my blog ID, my blog post ID. Well, a lot of times you're going to want to change that so that it doesn't have the question mark permalink equals or question mark ID equals or so on and so forth. So what you're going to want is you're going to want it to be like, you know, my, my website.com slash blog slash my blog post, right? So it looks pretty. Okay. Um, so in, inside the HT access file, you can set up these redirect rules and, uh, where it'll, it'll, if you pass slash blog slash, you know, and then the permalink, you can map that to be, um, you know, question permalink equals in the background so that whenever the web server sees that, um, it'll remap it. Okay. Um, now that's actually creating like something called rewrite rules. And that's a little bit complex. There are simpler redirects. An example of that is, um, every Friday, you know, I have a hangout, um, and, the URL to attend that hangout is, you know, weavers.space slash hangout. Okay. Now, obviously that, that URL, it redirects to a zoom URL and I don't, I can never remember the zoom URL cause it's zoom.us slash and some random numbers. I have no clue what that is. Right. But essentially what, uh, what, a you know, the rewrite rule in the HT access file allows me to do is whenever anybody goes to, um, you know, weavers.space slash hangout, it automatically redirects the user to, you know, zoom.us slash, you know, complicated URL, right? So we could do this for all kinds of stuff. And I do it all the time. Like if I want to recommend a particular app or a particular product a lot, um, what I'll do is I'll, um, a lot of times you, if you ever see a link like joeworkman.net slash link slash something. Okay. Like for instance, um, I don't like JPEG mini. Okay. Um, that's an app that I, I recommend to a lot of people. So if you go to joeworkman.net slash link slash JPEG mini, um, that is a link to JPEG mini on the app store. Right. So I don't need that have any of that, that, you know, the URL memorized, but I just know it because I've created these redirects in my HT access file, right? Um, so yeah, so there's a quick synopsis, synopsis of how I use redirects inside um, HT access files. Oh, and another thing really, really important that you could use redirects for is if you're changing a website domain, okay? So like, for example, next month, I'm going to be uh, redirecting everything off joeworkin.net and onto weavers.space. And... I'm going to be doing that through HT access files, right? And redirects. So whenever anyone, because I'm moving all that content from Joe.net over to Weaver space, I want to make sure that any links that are all over the web that are linking to my products get properly redirected to the new website, right? So that allows users and everything, you know, all the links that are already out there on the web to automatically get redirect 
over to the uh, the new product pages on the new website. Cool, cool. Anything to and add there for redirects? Yeah, yeah, one thing. Actually, two things. One is now if you have a control panel provider, like Chili Dog, you log into your control panel, there's a redirect section, and the redirect section is a interface on top of that same kind of these same kind of HG access rules so it'll let it'll modify it and change the HG access for you so it can do it either way it's it's the same thing and two in the case of what Joe is talking about for the redirects Joe's doing a permanent redirect not a temporary redirect so he's yes. moving all of his domain content he's basically telling search engines that joeworkman.net no longer exists in the seo world and every all that stuff that was associated with that domain should now be carried over to this new domain if he didn't want to do that and he only wanted it to, to say hey i need to use weaver space temporarily he would use a temporary redirect and that seo juice kind of typically what they refer to it as for some reason wouldn't be carried over, but he's doing a permanent redirect. So hopefully most of that SEO juice gets carried over to the new domain. Yep. Yeah. I, I expect it takes some sort of hit once, once I move over. Um, and yeah, over time, get, yeah. You get like 80% or so, I think. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Cool. What, 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 what's your next tip? I actually have a, have a few good ones and I, just sent it to you for for this and i can't believe i totally forgot about it but one of the most common ones requests i get is how to force ssl how to force people to the secure version of your site so if you visit http you know chili.hosting.com then you get redirected to https.chili.hosting.com you do that with guess what ht access file so I'll have I'll send you a link for the show notes, but that's probably those kind of redirects are uh, extremely important, especially now with the new Chrome uh, security warnings and those kind of things. And here's another security topic, right? Um, but you could do other things. I'll mention some other ones that aren't security related. Joe is www versus non www. So, Ooh, now that's a huge debate. We should have a show on that. <laughs> oh boy. Do you go? Do you go? Do you go with the bear domain or do you go with the www? No, traditionally, <laughs> I've gone with the bear domain, right? But I've uh-huh. I've read enough where you know it doesn't hurt that to go with the www um, because of you know a cookieless domain and and all that jazz. Because if you set a cookie on the raw domain, like for instance, JoeWorkman.net, the all the the cookies. If you set a cookie or you know something like that on JoeWorkman.net, the bare JoeWorkman.net, that cookie carries over to all www and subdomains. But that's not the case if you were to do it on a www domain. Um, and there were a couple other things that I saw. There, there was a website. Maybe I, I should find it and link to it. That kind of says, you know. Uh, Say new, uh, I don't remember something about the benefits of using www. Um, I did a whole like podcast episode years ago on my original podcast on why we should ditch www. So, um, I don't know, I, I don't really think it matters all that much. But, uh, what's your take? Pick one and stick with it. <laughs> yes, there we go. There we go. Yeah, pick one and stick with it. I agree. Yeah, so there you go. Um, because that also leads into 
duplicate homepages because Google will search engines will see those two sites as two different sites. So you're splitting your your SEO juice um, between them. So again, pick one, stick with it. Yeah, a lot of people you'll have four different websites, and what what I mean that that's HTTP my domain, HTTP www my domain, and then and then HTTPS counterparts of both of those, right? You want to make sure that if anyone visits all any four of those, it redirects to the proper one, right? So either yeah. HA, you, you have to choose HTTPS. I recommend that. And then whether or not it's www or no www, you take your pick, right? But make sure you pick one. So it doesn't matter yeah. if anyone goes to any four of those combinations, it always redirects to one, right? So yeah. In the end, there will be only one. Ha, yes. <laughs> There may be only one. That's right. And the last one, 404s. Four, you set your 404 error document in your yes. HD access file. So if you want a 404 page on your site, uh, that's where you do that. And I have shared a link with Joe. Hopefully, you'll share it in the show notes yep. for some 404 stuff. Cool. Great. Yeah. So your Weaver, there's a, Greg has a bunch of great tips for this stuff that he just went over on his weaver.tips website. So, um, that's a really cool website. If you haven't checked it out, go check it out. It's got a bunch of really cool gifts and and whatnot that shows you how to do things really quickly and simply. So, yeah. Yes. That I need to update. I just, I I know I need to update next, next up. Let's see. I'm going to do something that's maybe a little more esoteric. Um, now I'd say I don't really use HTAccess file for this much anymore, but uh, because I have Cloudflare and Cloudflare kind of says does all this for you as well, um, so I kind of set all that up in Cloudflare. Um, I don't want to get off on the Cloudflare hitch right now, so I'm not going to dive into uh, that. But but um, you could do it. To, you could do it for the content between Cloudflare and your server. Yes, that is that is true. Um, so what I do is uh, for caching of content. Okay, so. Inside uh, your htaccess file, you can you can specify how long particular um, assets or resources on your website are cached. So, for instance, and you can specify ex- to the exact type of file as well. So you could say like CSS files are you know cached for one month if you want, right? And JSON files are cached for zero seconds, which means never cache them, right? Because a lot of times those those are tend to be application responses and stuff like that. So you want those to be always never cached, okay? But then things like HTML files, you want those to be, you know, potentially zero as well because so that way, anytime you make a change in your HTML file, it's immediately seen in the browser, right? Um, But things maybe like CSS or images and things like like that, you could probably do like, you know, one month uh, per se so that, you know, obviously you want your browsers to cache stuff because that's going to make subsequent page loads and visits for your users faster. Now, I know for us as RapidWeaver users, that can sometimes be a pain in the rear, right? Because browsers like to cache stuff and we like to make changes and we want to see it now, right? So um, we kind of do have to ingrain in our brains option command E in Safari, um, I don't know what that is in Chrome or Firefox, right? But option command E empties your cache. And sometimes um, I find even that sometimes doesn't really empty everything. And I have to like quit Safari, restart it. Then I see everything properly, right? But um, yeah, caching all in all, it's a great thing. You should be doing it because it will make your websites faster for users. 
Um, I know sometimes it could be a heartache on us Rapid Weaver users because as we're making changes to our sites, sometimes we don't think about caching and we think that publishing didn't work when it's just the browser caching stuff. So um, how do we get around that? You just got ingrained it in your head that, oh, this could be a cache thing, right? Any any thoughts there, Greg? Uh, two things. I don't know if that key combination works without having developer mode turned on in Safari. Oh, good point. Yes. Enable developer tools, which all of you Rapid users should be doing anyway. I recommend that. Developer tools. And two, I think Command-Shift-R will reload the page without cache. Is that correct? Does it? I don't know. I've... I've heard that, but I've never had always perfect success with that. So mm. I always just emptied cash myself. Mm. I guess different different finger reflexes. Yes. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So if one doesn't work, try the other one. Yes. Um, yeah. No, that all sounds good. Cool. What's your next uh, tip? Oh, my next HD access tip. Well, let's see. We have... Hmm. Talked about caching. I think that's like all I have. I know you have a couple of, you have a website to test for testing. You can maybe talk about that. I You've covered, you took my kind of last one, the caching stuff. Ah, okay. Sorry. That's okay. Stole your thunder. I, I, you did. You did. But, uh, and I know, you know, you share that, you share the link in the show notes. I just want to tell people who may be listening that, do actually use chili dog is before this show, when we discussed the topics, Joe shared his link and it's actually a link that I actually already used. So chili dog users is enabled and sits in front of, so everybody's using that code that Joe will share automatically already. There's no need to add it to your HD access file and go through the work and trouble. I so, already so do. What he's talking about is uh, there, there is a, a standard, something called HTML5 boilerplate. It's just kind of like a open standard out there that has boilerplate recommendations for various things like CSS and you know what a blank HTML file should look like. And one of the things it recommends is here's a sample starter for an HT access file. And it's what I use for all my new sites that I do. Um, I take that boilerplate HT access file, I plop it in there and then I modify it from there, right? Um, so that boilerplate HT access file is what Greg is saying that chili dog already uses that. So, um, it uses that boilerplate HT access file for all new websites regardless. So, um, yeah, good call. Yes. Great minds think alike. Yes. I, now I do have one thing. I haven't seen this for a while, uh, but there are some hosts out there that, that have this issue. And that is if you want to self host videos, there are some times um, where a, a host server will not know how to serve up an MP4 file because it doesn't know the type of file. It doesn't know the MIM type. So a lot of times what I have to do is I have to give someone uh, just a, a couple lines uh, to add to your HTXS file that says all files with an, with an MP4 extension are an MPEG4 video file. Um, or if someone wants to serve like an AUG file, an AUGV file, like there are some hosts out there non-quality hosts that uh, don't serve up video files properly with the proper MIM type. And when they're, when they serve up the H, the, the MP4 file, sometimes it'll be like an image MIM type, like, and then the, the video player goes, I can't play an image file. 
And yeah, and then videos don't play. And then I end up losing two days going, why the hell is this not working? And then realizing, oh, it's the MIM type is getting served up, prop, you know, not properly uh, by the web server. So something to think about. Yeah, you have to send me those cases and I'll put app it to the Weaver tips. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, Sweet. yeah, I think, I think we kind of went over everything. I mean, th- those are the, the main uses of that I could think of. Oh, obviously, you know, I think I know it's part of the boilerplate and I think any web server probably has this, but um, you, you know, the probably the, the most basic thing you could do in HD access is turn off directory access. Right. So that, um, you know, yes. if someone just, uh, you know, types in the URL um, and then maybe removes a file, it doesn't list by default. A web server will list out all the files in a directory. If you just type that directory, you want to turn that off. Right. You don't want to allow that at all, obviously, because with that enabled, people can just browse through your web server and see all your files. And you definitely don't want to do that. So, um, yeah, big no, no, big no, no. You don't want to have directory access. Um, and that's one of the first things, you know, any HD access file uh, will have. Yeah. So I actually disabled the indexes. They're called indexes, options, indexes um, by default. So that's on, that's why people may see this like 403 error mm-hmm. when they visit, when they visit the page, it's because I don't allow directory listings for privacy and security. You know, you don't, as, as you mentioned, you don't want people to be able to see the contents of your site and be able to navigate around and, yep. and, you know, see everything without it being a real page. Yep. And you, you know, you can also disable ac- access to specific files as well. Um, like I actually had a case today where a user had a CSV file that he wanted to um, load in, load onto the web page for users that were logged in. He was using site lock to log, you know, to authenticate users. And uh, but he wanted to make sure that if anyone um, while that CSV file was you know, on a public directory in his web server, he wanted to make sure people couldn't access it if they figured out the URL to that CSV file, right? So what he did is in the HTAccess access file, um, he made it so that that CSV file could not be loaded externally if you, even if you knew the URL, you know, from a web browser. Um, and then he was using, I don't, even, I don't even know if it was Gridiron or, or PowerGrid to, you know, then display that CSV file you know, on the web page. So perfect use case. If you want to disable, you know, linking to a specific file um, to block users from seeing that particular file. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Good tip. Good tip. Mm, what other fun little tricks can we do? Uh, that was it in all of my notes. I, I, I don't have anything yeah, else. Yeah, honestly, I think that's a really good collection. I think anybody who's never touched an HD access file or is curious of all the things you can do with it, I think that gives you a pretty good rundown of, you know, all things I do with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and that, that HD access boilerplate that we we're talking about earlier, that actually has a ton of other stuff and it's actually really well commented. Um, and you know, it fully explains every single section and, uh, and it explains the syntax and why they're doing it, why they recommend this and that. Um, so definitely like it has a section I, I haven't even played right. Like click jacking. I don't even know what click jacking is, but apparently you can do that. Um, you know, and there's stuff like, Oh, like another thing, like if you want to disable, um, you, the ability to have your website display in an iframe, right. 
Um, you can do that with an htaccess file as well. I don't know exactly how to do that off the top of my head, but I know it's possible and it's inside this boilerplate file. So, um, you know, stuff like that um, is useful. So, you know, if you want to see all the other stuff that you could do, peruse through that boilerplate file um, that we're going to link to in the show notes. Um, it has a lot of really cool stuff um, and it explains everything pretty, pretty well. Um, and then, you know, t- obviously, you know, like I said, Greg has his Weaver tip site that has a bunch of great tips. And, um, and yeah, I think that's it. That's all I got. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I think, uh, I think the only other thing I have now that you mentioned is preventing hot linking of images. Ah, there you go. Yeah. So do you want to explain what a hot linking of images or shall I go for it? I won't steal your thunder. Oh, okay. So hot linking of an image would be someone sees this cool image that you posted on your website and they're like, I'm going to, I want that on my website. So they copy the URL of that to that image and then they embed it on, on their site. So now your copyrighted trademarked image or something like that is being hosted. You're hosting it. It's using up your bandwidth. It's embedded on somebody else's site. They're using it. And hot, so that's hot linking. So this, you can use your HD access file to prevent others from stealing your content. Awesome sauce. Yes. Um, Cloudflare does have that feature too. Just an FYI for Cloudflare, Cloudflare customers. It is one of the tabs at the top when you click on your site, I believe. Mm-hmm. Or it's called the Scrape Shield. That's what it's under, I think. Sweet. Yeah. So it's a cool little trick. Maybe I'll put that in, the, in a Weaver tip as well. Nice one. Yes. I'm already looking at the directory index uh option index is one so sweet actually, you know i i i did get um you know two requests this week from users oh uh, you know at least they re- they actually asked right instead of just doing it but they're like oh can i use this image on my no i'm like no you can't use my image i i paid for that icon to be designed and you cannot have right. it on your website <laughs> right so yeah uh cool i think that wraps it up greg for this week yes great job yep Sweet. It was a good show. Maybe, uh, actually, you know, I got, I, I did get two requests this week from people to do a show on Cloudflare. So may, maybe, maybe next week we could do a show on Cloudflare. I know we've talked about it here and there on like almost every episode, but maybe we just did a dedicated episode on Cloudflare so that we can be happy with everybody. Sounds like a date. Sweet. <laughs> you bring the wine, I'll bring the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> cool greg where can everybody find you on the webs chili dog software chili dog hosting and at Barshard on twitter sweet i am at joe workman everywhere and as always everybody if you are enjoying this show go ahead and head over to itunes and give us a five-star review and give us some love if you have any feedback for us send an email over to feedback at weaverradio.com. You can also post on Weaver Space. We have a community there for the Weaver Radio users and listeners. Go ahead and post there if you like as well and interact with fellow listeners. You can listen to all of our show archives on weaverradio.com and you can subscribe to us on everywhere you listen. Oh, Greg, I didn't even I didn't even ask you permission to this. We now also have every single episode on YouTube. Right. I uploaded every single episode to YouTube so that um, we can if you don't have a podcast player and you want to listen to Weaver Radio, you might be listening to us right now on YouTube or for our hearing impaired users, which is um, 
I was actually getting some requests from them. They were requesting that we upload our podcast to YouTube so that they can read our podcasts. So Greg, some of us, some of our listeners can't hear your beautiful voice, but they can sure read it. I'm not sure how, it, how well it, tra- it translates to you. <laughs> <laughs> so cool, Greg. You take care. Right. You have a great week. Too, we'll talk sir. to you next week. Take care. Ciao. Bye. We're out.